Hi, I'm Carmen LaBerge. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBerge. Your daily encouragement that God has the world in the hollow of his hand. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. Well, good morning. Good morning. Where in the world are you today? All right. I mean, you know, take a moment. Where in the world are you today? Get your feet on the ground. Get your sense of, of things. And then answer the question, where in the word are you today? We are in the midst of our Kindness Always initiative. So today's verse is Proverbs twenty one twenty one. I mean, today's verse on my show. Like, you know, there's probably like today's verse a thousand different directions you could go here. Actually, more than a thousand. But today's verse here, the kindness always verse that I am teeing up is Proverbs twenty one twenty one. Whoever pursues righteousness and kindness will find life, righteousness, and honor. So I find this great, okay? Whoever pursues righteousness, so makes me pause and ask, do I hunger and thirst for righteousness? Am I seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? That all these things, including kindness and life and honor, might be added unto me? Like, that's a good question to ask today. Proverbs twenty-one twenty-one provokes a question. Am I pursuing righteousness? Am I pursuing kindness? Um, because that's who Proverbs twenty-one twenty-one says is going to find life and righteousness and honor. So, am I hungering and thirsting for righteousness today? Am I seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Am I a person who's marked not only by the loving kindness of God, but genuinely extending the same to the world that he so loves? Am I a kindness conduit? Do I get it that I'm called to kindness? The authentic Christian life is a life marked by kindness, by the kindness of God And then by the kindness of God demonstrated through a Christ-claimed person. Not some counterfeit, sappy do-goodism, but genuine, loving kindness. Am I a kindness conduit? Do I recognize I've been called to kindness? Kindness is a fruit of the Spirit in the list that Paul offers us in Galatians 5. Kindness is one of the marks in Micah 6, 8 in answer to the question, what does the Lord require of me but to do justice and to love kindness? and to walk humbly with my God. A woman who has learned the lessons of a kindness-converted life is Nicole Phillips. She's a kindness advocate, a kindness provocateur, among other things. She is the author of Kindness is Contagious and Kindness is Courageous and the Negativity Remedy. She joined me last night for a Kind to Coldness live stream that you can still get and watch at MyFaithRadio.com. And she joins me again this morning. When we come back, Nicole J. Phillips on kindness. We'll be right back. All right, Nicole Phillips is joining me now. You can find her at NicoleJPhillips.com. Hey, welcome back. Hello, Carmen. Are Last night was able- fun. 
It was so fun. Are we going to be able to give some stuff away today? Because I feel like, you know, <laughs> we started that momentum last night and I just am so excited to get my books into the hands of people. Absolutely. So actually they can go and watch the live stream that you and I participated in last night by just going to MyFaithRadio.com. You're going to see a place right there to click on and watch the live stream. If you want to enter the giveaway for all of the great um, kindness stuff we're giving away, including uh, a copy of each one of Nicole's books, uh, all you have to do is go to MyFaithRadio.com backslash giveaway, and the whole list is there. And you can decide which one of those things you would like to um you know, enter the drawing to to receive. So MyFaithRadio.com backslash giveaway. That's how you are getting into the kindness always, called to kindness. I mean, we got all kinds of little names we've attached to it. But anyway, the kindness giveaway. It's very fun. It's very fun. And I just loved talking with you last night. I just feel like uh, I just hope that people who listen to that and go back and listen to it today, will really feel encouraged by um, God's leading them through this kindness journey, because that's what's happening, really. It's not about us and our great ideas, is it, Carmen? <laughs> no, absolutely not. In fact, um, but, but it is fun to talk about, like, things that people can do, um, because that is, like, stimulates sort of the kindness engine among us when we t- talk about, like, hey, here are some things that I have experienced other people doing in terms of acts of kindness, things I have had the privilege and opportunity to do myself, things I've heard about other people um, doing. So let's drop a few little uh, kindness crumbs here today, some some just really simple ideas for folks who want to, you know, rev up their kindness engine today. What's one idea, Nicole, that somebody might might do today as an act of kindness to another? Okay, this is really easy. I just would love for people to see each other. Now you're like, wait, what? Mm. Carmen, you prayed for me last night in my writing this morning. Mm-hmm. And when I sat down to write this morning, this this image of this man, Ralph, came to me. And Ralph worked at the the YMCA. He he just was at the fitness center every day at the towel area. And every day I'd walk in and he'd say, how you doing today, Nicole? Big smile. He's got this full head of silver hair and he just was a sweet, sweet man. Every day he greeted me and he saw me. And what he didn't know was that every day I was showing up totally hungover. I was a young mom uh, with, with little kids and I just felt unseen and overwhelmed and invisible. And just by Ralph, big old smile saying, how you doing, Nicole? And greeting me by name it changed the way that I saw myself. And so go out there today and and see people, recognize them, call them by name, look them in the eye and make them feel seen. So you can do that in, I mean, that is so easy, right? And you can, you can do that from right where you are, like on social media, you can actually just respond and reply to people. I see you. I am glad you are who you are. I am thankful for you. I celebrate you. I mean, instead of interacting with whatever nonsense is out there, um, go ahead and be the person that injects kindness into the conversation. Um, I have found that just saying thank you, even like randomly to people who totally don't expect you to say thank you. Like, um, I mean, you know, people who are even begrudgingly doing something like letting you in line turning, looking them in the eye and saying, you know, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I appreciate you just made a sacrifice on my behalf. I am grateful for you. Thank you so much. That 
that it's the small things, isn't it, Nicole? It's the reactions. It's the retraining ourselves or allowing God to retrain us how to react in a moment um, and act, absolutely transform our experience of it and, frankly, the experience of others. Absolutely, because we feel, I think, like, oh, it's just a little thing. It doesn't really matter. But what we do when we make each one of those conscious decisions to look somebody in the eye and say thank you or just to see them, we are reminding our brain, this is the pathway that I want to take today and tomorrow and the next day. So then we end up retraining our brain. And, you know, it's great when when God and science work together so closely, but God says, take those thoughts captive, renew your brain. And and kindness is a way that we can really tangibly do that day after day, moment after moment. So um, I'll tell on myself here just for a moment. And and this has got this has to sort of be part of the exercise, right, Nicole? Like we have to get comfortable telling on ourselves every once in a while so that other people can be inspired. And let me yes. just remind our listeners, like we're we're actually like aggregating stories right now at MyFaithRadio.com. Like we want to hear your kindness stories um, because we really want to foment this kindness revolution and encourage people in in their calling to be kind. Um, and so that means that every once in a while we have to tell on ourselves. And that's one of the really the great joys of uh, of uh, Nicole's books, because she puts together not only her own stories of experiencing kindness and her acts of kindness, but she aggregates the stories of others. So let me encourage you, if you haven't done so already, go to MyFaithRadio.com backslash giveaway you could um, you could sign up to get a copy of Kindness is Contagious, Kindness is Courageous, The Negativity Remedy. We're giving away a kindness basket. We got a brave and kind, um, beautiful painted canvas. There's all kinds of cool stuff on there. So there you go. It's like as an act of kindness, we're giving stuff away today. Go to MyFaithRadio.com backslash giveaway to jump into that. Nicole, um, I'll tell on myself here quickly. Um, so we have a, I know that one of your, 365 ideas um, in the back of the negativity remedy is to greet your mail carrier by name. Well, I don't mm-hmm. ever get to see our I don't ever get to see our mail carrier because that person I, is a mystery to me. That's a mystery, like invisible person because <laughs> our mailbox is like a quarter mile from our house. So um, so I do know, however, our UPS man, his name is Justin and we love him like genuinely like we we pray for his kid. We, they're looking for, you know, they're looking to buy a house. Like we've been praying about that. We prayed for him in the, when, when the COVID scare was like, oh my goodness, maybe it's even like on packages. And so bless his heart, he couldn't interact with people and he had to wipe everything down. And um, so I just asked him one day through the door, I'm like, do you need anything? And he's like, I'm completely out of Clorox wipes and I don't, and I can't get any. And he was just all, and he's like, I'm required to have them. And I'm like, stay right there. And I'm like, I don't need our Clorox wipes. I mean, I live out here in the boonies. Nobody's coming out here. So I gave him like two big, huge packages of Clorox wipes. And I I thought he was going to cry. And it I mean, just saying like it's simple. It's not hard to meet people's needs right where they are. It might be something you've already got stashed away that you don't need. Um, I'm thinking there, of course, about your bike story that you told last night, which you can hear Nicole tell her bike story, the story of the bike. Um, it's really the story of a person redeemed. Uh, but that story is a part of our live stream, which you can still go back and watch at MyFaithRadio.com. All right, Nicole Phillips and I will be right back. we got to take a very brief break. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen.
Continuing my conversation with Nicole Phillips, you can find her at NicoleJPhillips.com. We're talking about a lot of things. Um, her latest book, The Negativity Remedy, Unlocking More Joy, Less Stress, and Better Relationships Through Kindness. Uh, she's got three books. That might be my favorite. Um, we talked about it on air back in October of 2020, but it's worth revisiting and talking about again. You can also listen to her kindness podcast. You can read her weekly column. she got all kinds of great stuff going on. She'll even, uh, you know, like zoom in and talk to your group. So you ought to check it out, NicoleJPhillips.com. Um, Nicole, give us another, well, how about this? Instead of doing another kindness idea right away, why don't you testify to some of the ways that moving from negativity to kindness has changed your life. Wow. That is that I could write a whole nother book about that, Carmen. It's so great. But basically I was on the edge of what anyone would call an alcoholic. So within the first year of being intentional about kindness and really noticing the ways in which I was being the giver, the receiver, or the witness to kindness, I had totally quit drinking. I had quit smoking. I lost 30 pounds. I had re-fallen in love with my husband. And, you know, with three small kids in the household, it, it to me was remarkable how drama-free our home became when I became drama-free. And, you know, that drama wasn't something I intentionally brought into our home. But, you know, even when you have those negative thoughts about or judgmental thoughts about yourself and other people, it just breathes this air of yuckiness. And so it was almost as if we opened all the windows in our house and God just blew in this beautiful Holy Spirit air and all of us were transformed. So if you want to hear more of Nicole's testimony, you can go watch uh, the live stream that she and I did last night. You can find it today at MyFaithRadio.com. You can also enter the drawing for the giveaways related to our Called to Kindness live stream by going to MyFaithRadio.com backslash giveaway. Nicole, you um, you offer us so many positive ideas for the ways in which we can um, extend kindness to others and thereby change a moment, um, change a perspective, you know, certainly change our experience um, of a moment or a day. I'm wondering... Um, when you when you think about the power of kindness, you did some things on, you know, like what does science actually tell us about that um, and what's going on in our actual brain? Can you can you brief people in on that? Absolutely. And this is just my favorite because it really lines up well with God's word. There are four feel good chemicals that are released into the body, whether we are the giver, the receiver or the witness. It's a trifecta there. And so it's um you know, your endorphins and your serotonin and dopamine. If you're like, wait, what are those things? Well, basically, these feel-good chemicals are the ones that are our pain relievers. There are antidepressants and anti-anxiety chemicals in our body. They um, open the blood vessels and lower our blood pressure. They make us feel as if we're the recipient of an act of kindness instead of the giver. And um, it's just, you know, that, that great the, the cuddle feeling we have, all those warm emotions are are in place and they flow through our body when we do an act of kindness, when we receive an act of kindness, when we see an act of kindness, or get this, Carmen, when we tell someone about the act of kindness later. And that's one of the two reasons why it's so important to tell on yourself sometimes, because number one, we've got to let people know that it is not the superheroes of the world. It's not the extremely wealthy or those 
who have reached this kindness plateau who are doing acts of kindness. It's all of us in the trenches that are doing it every single day. And th that's what's making a difference in the world is these little things. So it, it is super important to, to tell on ourselves because not only do we give ourselves and other people those feel-good chemicals, but we're also reminding people like, this is not so hard. We can all do something. Yeah, there's no question about that. We can all do something. And so we want to encourage you today to recognize that we are a people who benefit from the just amazing kindness of God extended to us by his grace uh, in the person of Jesus Christ. We are beneficiaries of the spirit of the living God within us who provides uh, the power and the gifting to act in kindness toward one another. Um, and we are the people who who bear the fruit of kindness in our lives. Um, talk with people, uh, share, share the idea about if you, if you are a person who like recognizes that you're negative and you're trying to overcome that and you need sort of the power, uh, the expulsive power of a new affection, talk about putting that slip of paper in your pocket um, with that list on it. Mm -hmm. Think about what you're thinking about. And when you realize this is not a place you want to park your brain, reject those thoughts and replace them with something else. So for me, I would say I reject that thought when I would feel it, but that's not enough to move my brain to the next spot. So I had this little piece of paper in my pocket that had nine words written on it. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Some of you are saying, I know those words. Those are the fruit of the spirit. Maybe I should have known those, but I didn't. So 10 years ago, I wrote them down on a piece of paper and I put them in my pocket. And so I would say to myself, when I had a negative thought, I reject that thought. And then I would start to think about what's on that piece of paper, love, joy, peace, patience. And when I forgot the next word, I would pull the piece of paper out and I would look, oh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And that was enough. That process of beginning to memorize something was enough for me to be able to move my brain to the next spot. And when I finished with that one, Carmen, I moved on to another verse that I, I hadn't had memorized, and that is whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And, and wow, right? Because that's God telling us like, hey, people, like this is where you're supposed to be parking your brain. So we can teach ourselves how to do that by referring back to those little pieces of paper. Absolutely. All right. Nicole J. Phillips has tons of ideas for you. Go to NicoleJPhillips.com and just drink it in. Uh, if you need some more mm -hmm. kindness encouragement, uh, watch the called to kindness live stream posted today at myfaithradio.com enter the giveaway related to that by going to myfaithradio.com backslash giveaway all right nicole thank you so much as always let's do this again let's do it carmen thank you absolutely all right we got to take a break for break point and then we'll be right back Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Do not be anxious about anything. Hmm. Uh, verse 7, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
Well, we say amen to that, but do we actually know how to be not anxious about anything? Like, do we know how to do that? Do you know how to not be anxious about anything? You want to learn how to hit the anxiety reset? Dr. Gregory Jantz joins me next. All right, joining me next, I have got uh, Gregory Jantz, author of The Anxiety Reset. Um, It is a taped conversation, and we look forward to sharing it with you here in just a moment. Um, All right, and let me encourage you, if you haven't done so already, go listen to my live stream uh, that we held last night on all of the Faith Radio uh, video platforms. So if you don't follow us yet on, on YouTube or Facebook, uh, that's the way that you can get information when we have a live stream event. Susie Larson's got one coming up on the 27th of this month. You don't want to miss it. And so in order to get notification about that, go to the YouTube or the Facebook page for Faith Radio. You can find them at MyFaithRadio.com and follow us, like us, do all the things that you need to do uh, in order to get notified of a live stream event. You can watch the one we did last night today and probably today only. Uh, at MyFaithRadio.com. All right, Gregory Jantz, up next. This is Max Lucado. My high school baseball coach had a firm rule against chewing tobacco, and he wanted to draw it to our attention. He got our attention, all right, before long we'd all tried it. It was a sure test of manhood. One day I'd just popped a plug in my mouth when one of the players warned, here comes a coach. I did what comes naturally. I swallowed. Gulp. I added new meaning to the scripture. I felt weak deep inside me. I moaned all day long. I paid the price for hiding my disobedience. My body was not made to ingest tobacco. Your soul was not made to ingest sin. Are you keeping any secrets from God, any part of your past or present that you hope you and God never discuss? Well, listen, once you're in the grip of grace, you're free to be honest, and you'll be glad you were. This is Max Lucado. Well, excited to have joining me again today, Dr. Gregory Jantz. We are going to talk today about anxiety and specifically the new book, the Anxiety Reset. Greg, welcome back. Oh, good to be with you. And wow, what a timely topic. Yeah, no doubt. Um, anxiety. Like I could read you the uh, the text message I just got from a friend whose power has been off and just came back on. And she says, what's the first thing you should urgently do when your power comes back on? And then she runs through this like, you know, very fast, exhausted litany of distress things that she hasn't been able to do while her power is out. Talk with us about the prevalence of anxiety in the culture today. Well, what we know is that anxiety has taken the top of the list of what we'll call mental uh, issues, and anxiety means there's a physical component. It's affecting the whole person. It Mm. was—now, this is worldwide. Uh, This is according to the uh, World Health Organization, anxiety being at the top. Number two is depression, and then followed by physical issues like heart disease and cancer. Anxiety is at all-time highs. The prescriptions for anti-anxiety medications are also at an all-time high. Never seen 
like what we're doing right now, we've never seen this before. So when we talk about anxiety and we talk about its prevalence, um, first of all, does it surprise you that anxiety is so uh, rampant? And do you have some thoughts on why? Yes, I do have some thoughts. We've been going through, well, uh, we've been going through a period. Now I'm going to say it's been at least a year of mm -hmm. significant, ongoing, unrelentless, chronic stress. And uh, it's everything from confinement to isolation. And it's all, I mean, it is all intensified because there's a lot of unknowns even about the future still. Uh, we still got a lot of kids not in school. We got a lot of things that there's still unknowns around. And people have had enough. If you look at anxiety on a continuum, it just goes and goes and goes until it reaches the edge of despair. And despair means I'm no longer functioning uh, very well. I can lose touch with reality. And that's where too many people are right now. So I think we often think, um, Greg, that despair comes, you know, only maybe at the end of or as the result of depression. One of the things that you describe is that anxiety really is the new depression. What 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 do you say in there? Well, it is taken the place. Now, you may be suffering from anxiety and depression. And just to mm. clarify, you know, anxiety is different than worry. Um, we all may have worries from time to time. If you have kids, you've worried. Um, and worry is more of a mental process. But if I keep dwelling on all the what ifs in my life and what if, what if, I can create uh, some anxiety, which means I have physical symptoms. My heart rate changes. I get sweaty palms. My digestion's affected. Uh, anxiety means maybe my sleep's disrupted. Um, but it will have a physical component. And so that's what we're looking at. There's too many people right now that are are struggling, struggling in sleep. It's been said, now I've done some, I've been involved in sleep research. Right now, it's been said that we have a sleep epidemic as well, which means there are a lot of people struggling right now with insomnia and sleep disorders. Wow. All right. I'm talking with Dr. Gregory Jantz. Uh, he and I have talked before. He's a pioneer in whole person, holistic care. Um, I, I love the conversations that we've had in the past. Uh, we're talking today specifically about anxiety. The book is The Anxiety Reset, uh, a life-changing approach to overcoming fear, stress, worry, panic attacks, OCD, and more. Um, Greg, when... I think there are a lot of misconceptions surrounding anxiety, and you just pointed out uh, at least one of them. It's not just basic worry. It's not. Uh, it's not just the, the the stress that might be associated with working my way through a regular day. Um, there's something more going on. It has it has at least one physical component, but oftentimes many. Are there things that I might be doing in my life? Uh, that I think would compensate for or answer the challenges that I'm facing, and in fact might simply be making it worse. I guess I'm thinking here, you know, I'm drinking a lot of coffee um, because <laughs> I didn't get enough sleep last night. And then sure. I'm, you know, taking something to help me go to sleep before I go to bed. Maybe I'm just making the problem worse, not better. Yes. And a lot of times we do that um, maybe unknowingly. And you've, you've really hit on to something. When people are anxious, they tend to drink a lot less water. They tend mm. to get dehydrated. But we tend to drink a lot more caffeinated beverages and coffee. And here's the other one that goes up. 
alcohol consumption uh, goes up. Now, depending on where you live, because see, we're looking for a way to numb out or self-medicate. So depending on where you live, alcohol sales are upwards to 500% higher than one year ago. Mm. 500% higher? Wow. So, um, you know, alcohol in most places now is available in supermarkets, etc. So um, we have a lot of secret drinking going on um, as a way to self-medicate. Now, alcohol over time becomes a depressant to our nervous system, and it will add to the anxiety. So the very thing that we're trying to do to numb out will ultimately give us more anxiety. So let's talk about maybe more positive things we might be doing. Um, let's just offer one. What would be one thing people could do to manage their mental state when it comes to, you know, the kinds of stressors, not just the pandemic, but let's say the political climate, um, my house is full of people, I mean, on and on and on. What what would be one positive thing I could do today to begin to manage better? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. One thing you could do today is going to have to do with renewing the mind. We've got to put in a different point of focus. Uh, when we're in anxiety, our focus is usually the what ifs. Our focus is worry. Our focus is um, what's going to happen, and we become afraid. And, you know, it could be as simple as, I think of a verse in, that we've all heard, but a verse in Second Timothy that God hasn't given us that spirit of fear, but the bottom line of power, love, and a sound mind. So let's go back. How do I get a sound mind? Well, I've got to do some self-care. And so you've got to get that sleep routine down. I know it's hard. Um, we've got to get movement. We've got to get back outside. Uh, people are not physically exercising like they were. So if, if you'll go out for a 20-minute walk a day and drink your water, you're ahead of a lot of people. So, you know, but renew the mind and look at where do I need to do improve my self-care. All right, Dr. Jansen and I are going to return to this conversation in just a moment. The brand new book is The Anxiety Reset, a life-changing approach to overcoming fear, stress, worry, panic attacks, OCD, and more. We'll be right back. Continuing my conversation now with Dr. Gregory Jantz. We're talking about the anxiety reset. Um, we, we've we touched on drink more water, get more exercise, at least get outside 20 minutes a day, yeah. Um, yeah. get, you know, get my sleep, you know, back on track. Um, I'm also wondering if there are, you know, some other small steps. Um, I know that you talk frequently about the ways that we can foster joy and peace in our lives. So, Wondering if there are some um, uh, some thoughts there as well. Sure. Well, we stop doing those things that give us joy uh, or renewal when we are full of anxiety. Hmm. And I want you to remember, reality gets distorted. Think about it. I'm putting on some glasses, and I'm looking through the lenses of anxiety. My reality gets distorted. And the reality might be I'm hypersensitive to what I think other people are saying or doing, and I'm maybe judgmental, I'm suspicious. That's what anxiety does. So here's what we need to look at. Another thing I need to be aware of is who am I spending time with? 
am I spending time with people that uh, kind of are joining the same party that I'm in of anxiety and, and we're just comparing notes about how anxious we are and the gloom and doom? You know, yeah, it's important to, to know there's other people in the same boat, but now it's time uh, for you to make some decisions about, am I with people who are speaking truth, speaking life, and really believe in me and in my ability to change. Sometimes we're with people that really are, are drainers and they're bringing us back down. So let's evaluate that. All right, I gotta tell you, my um, growing up, my mom would say um, if, you, if there were uh, particularly uh, a girl who um, she regarded as uh, what we might call a Debbie Downer, Yes. She would say, it's time for you to ditch the Hoover. And I would say, what? Ah. It's time for you to ditch the Hoover. That girl is just sucking all the joy out of life. She's just she's just a Hoover. She's just vacuuming up all the... So anyway, so ditch the Hoover would be the line in my family when you needed to be separating yourself from a Debbie Downer. Um, today, you might think of that as like doom scrolling, people who are just spending time going further and further and deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole of negative stuff online. Um, so if you're listening to us today and you're saying to yourself, you know what, I need to ditch the Hoover, I need to uh, separate myself from the Debbie Downer or the doom scrolling, that's one of the very small, practical, positive steps that you could take today to foster joy and peace um, in your life and to begin um, working on what you are experiencing in terms of anxiety. Now, let's um, let's let's be fair and honest here, uh, Dr. Jantz. There are some folks who are going to be dealing with anxiety um, to the extent or at a level that's going to require some help, some outside help. Yes, and I think that's an important uh, threshold to be aware of. Uh, if I'm having trouble with daily functioning and my sleep has been so disrupted for weeks, um, you know, that's leading you on a path. We know that anxiety can create other issues. Lack of sleep can put us kind of almost in a um, psychotic kind of state where we really, really are detaching from reality. So I say that because um, people tend to, you know, we've been treating anxiety for over 30 years. And one of the things that people will say is, I wish I wouldn't have waited so long. <laughs> so sometimes we suffer too long or we let it become a significant crisis versus getting some help uh, earlier on. So if you've got a lot of physical symptoms and you find it uh, difficult to even know in the morning, like what to wear, if you're having trouble with basic self-care and, you know, personal hygiene, you know, those are all signs that go, okay, I, I need to ask for some help here. So I'm wondering if I were going to make a personal anxiety reset plan and on it, I'm going to put, uh, you know, drink more water, um, actually check out how my, what my sleep situation is and be sure I'm off caffeine by, you know, a reasonable time during the day. I'm not over stimulating my system. Um, I am renewing my mind. I'm going to, you know, get my 20 minutes of outside exercise every day, um, I'm going to get up and get dressed. I'm going to get clean. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to make the bed. I'm going to do some of those things. Are there are there things when I think about, okay, what am I going to have for lunch or what am I going to have for dinner? Are there some are there some conversations we need to be having about what we're even eating in relationship to this? Yes. 
And one of the things is we tend, when we're anxious, we either tend to overeat or undereat, and we tend to favor sugar. <laughs> so, mm. you know, what goes in your mouth does matter. And uh, I always say, let's get a protein in the morning of, you know, of some sort within an hour of waking up, even if it's a protein drink or, but uh, do something to support your brain. With anxiety, uh, brain health is super important. And so everything we can do to help create a calm brain, uh, not let our blood sugar levels drop because we're not eating or uh, if we're choosing just the easy things to do and a lot of sugar, um, we really need to look at that because over time, now I, I can tell you, you know, take a good month and really work on that nutrition. You will see a difference. Now, some people notice more difference than others. Um, but we know that uh, what goes in your mouth will make a difference. I just I was working with a guy, and uh, it, it's amazing, but he was averaging 15 to 20 cups of coffee a day. Mm. Okay. That seems and, like and, a lot. Hey, <laughs> let me ask this question. Is a cup of coffee by measure? Because I, I have a cup of coffee, but my cup, my coffee cup holds like three cups. So when you say a cup of coffee, are you talking about a cup of coffee by measure? And if so, I'm having three a day because I'm having one. <laughs> yeah, that I guess that's a good clarification. Uh, not all coffee cups are made equal, right? So really what we're looking at, um, you know, when I think of a, a, I think of a maybe a 12 ounce, 8 to 12 ounce. Mm -hmm. And some people will be on that all day long. And what this guy was doing, you know, he 15, 20 cups a day. He didn't realize it until we had him count them in one mm. day. And so we know, okay, well, that's a bit much. Uh, you're depleting B vitamins. You're overstimulating your body. Uh, you're going to have some anxiety just from that amount of stimuli going through your system. That's fascinating. Um, all right. So anything else on my personal anxiety reset plan that you'd like to see? And again, let me remind our listeners, we're talking with Dr. Gregory Jantz. We're talking about his brand new book, The Anxiety Reset. So um, anything else I need to put on my personal anxiety reset plan? Well, I think one of the things that could be important is to know what is what is my anxiety? Have I developed some real social anxiety where I'm afraid to go out? I'm not talking to people. I'm certainly not shaking hands or hugging, and, and I'm anxious about a mask. You know, where's my anxiety? Mm. Or is my anxiety uh, more internalized uh, because I'm over, I got over involved in social media and I'm heavy burdened? Uh, I'm not in fellowship with others I normally would be. You know, so what is the source? Have I developed some what I'll call OCD, obsessive compulsive? I'm, you know, I'm checking my, I got 200 notifications coming to my smartphone every day and I'm, I'm over checking things, you know. So look at where and what is the source of my anxiety? Because there's different sources. All right, I want to encourage you guys to uh, connect with uh, with Dr. Gregory Jantz. You can do so at his website, Dr. Gregory Jantz, J-A-N-T-Z dot com. The brand new book is The Anxiety Reset, A Life-Changing Approach to Overcoming Fear, Stress, Worry, Panic, uh, panic Attacks, OCD, and more. Um, Greg, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, good to be with you today. And boy, there I just want to say there is hope. Hope Amen. comes when there's a plan and we want to be a part of a plan.
Amen. Amen. Um, so get out there, develop your personal anxiety reset plan today. If you need some help doing that, check out the anxiety reset. We'll be right back. All right. What a joy to get together with you each and every day. Thank you for including me in your day. All right. If you haven't done so already, get some time in the Word of God. We have one listener who texted in during our conversation that she has taken to listening to the Bible at night in order to help her go to sleep. And when she wakes up, if she feels any anxiety, then what she hears is the Word of God. And she remembers that that's where she lives. I live right there in the Word of God. Amen. What a better, no better place to find your, find, find ourselves today than in the Word. Let's get out there into the world that God so loves and be His people. Have a great day. God bless. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBurge from Faith Radio. If you haven't, you can subscribe to automatically receive the podcast through iTunes or the Google Play Music app. That way you never miss an episode. It's also available anytime at MyFaithRadio.com.